0: Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Big Idea, a comedy in six parts by yours truly Nigel Holloway. The members of the -the off-the-wall theatre company have just found out that Jonathan's masterpiece appears to be a copy of an existing play. Will Jonathan be able to write a replacement in time? And why didn't Alistair tell him the idea had already been used?
1: He stolen somebody else's idea.
2: He says
1: he had no idea. It's almost incredible that neither he nor that Alistair wouldn't have heard of Tom Stockard's play.
3: Incredible isn't the word for it.
2: If he says he didn't steal it, we should take him at his word. After all, it was bound to come out. If they'd have broadcast the play, everyone would have found out straight away. I, I'm sure Jonathan
1: didn't have a clue. Yeah, but what about Alistair? Are you sure he didn't know?
2: What could he have to gain by embarrassing Jonathan like that?
3: Mm, He'd have looked just as stupid, I suppose. Right. There's something fishy about this, all the same. I can't help but agree. Why wasn't Alistair at all upset about the whole thing? Surely it would have posed a real threat to the whole project. Who knows?
2: Perhaps he's just one of life's born optimists. Uh, but I think we should just go along with it and see what happens. If Jonathan can rewrite the, the thing by Friday, there's no problem at all, is there?
1: Mm, suppose not. Aggie? Not as far as I'm concerned. Uh,
2: Chris?
4: Fine by me. I didn't realise he was deaf. Who? Alistair. He's got a hearing aid. Has he?
1: I didn't notice.
2: Maybe that's why you haven't heard of it. Right. So, which parts are you all going to audition for? Well,
3: I thought Yorick. How bloody ha. Perfect for you. Need to lose a bit of weight, though. Uh, No, seriously, uh, I've got to go for Hamlet, haven't I? I mean, how often does a chance like that come? I thought I'd go for him, too. A lot of words, though. And what about you, Sharon?
1: Christine says I should audition for Ophelia. She says I should do it in a wetsuit, flippers and a snorkel, to show I've read the play.
2: sorry. (laughs) I was joking,
3: you fool. Oh, so you don't think I should dress up like that? (laughs) You'd knock their socks off.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you certainly would. Sharon, darling, I wasn't being serious. Don't take any notice of those two. Just be yourself. On second thoughts, don't be yourself. Try and be Ophelia. All right. What's she like?
3: Well, she would look exactly like you, but she's confused by the fact that her father and her brother keep telling her to be a good girl, and Hamlet keeps telling her that he wants to go to bed with her.
4: So I suppose... She could play it as herself. (laughs) Of course she
1: could. She'll be perfect for the play that Jonathan has written. Totally confused and incoherent, but beautifully presented.
2: And what about you, Aggie?
1: Oh, there's only one part I can audition for, Jack.
2: Queen Gertrude, Hmm. Hamlet's mother. Yes, I can see you in that robe.
1: What? Randian unprincipled whore? Ooh, Jack, at last.
2: Something like that.
4: And what about you, Christine? Has to be Ophelia, doesn't it? Why can't you be the Randian principled whore? Who says Ophelia's not a Randian principled whore? Oh, I'm really confused by this. It's all Shakespeare like this. Only the really good ones.
3: Apparently some of them are so straightforward that even you could understand them, you bastard. But well, what about you, Jack? There are several roles you could audition for.
2: I suppose there are. The ghost of Hamlet's father, Polonius. And of course, either of those would let you get to the pub
4: early. <laughs> As
2: if I'd consider that.
1: Then why not Claudius? Well, if he's not careful, you could end up playing all three.
2: Too many lines in Claudius, dear. But you're right about playing several parts. We certainly don't have enough men. I suspect that this may be young Robert's baptism of fire, as far as playing a principal part. You make a fine laertes.
3: Oh great, another one I haven't heard of. Really? You think so?
2: However, I don't suppose any of you have given any thought to the fact that Jonathan may have cut down the number of characters who actually appear in the play.
1: I haven't thought of that, Jack. Has anyone even looked at the first draft?
2: There's not much point in looking at it. (laughs) The second version won't be anything like it. (laughs) Yes, Uh, think about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Hamlet does appear in it, but he's a very minor part. He could well do something like that, in which case Yorick might well play a central role, Richard. (laughs) And Horatio might well be a one-armed sea captain.
4: Yeah, very funny.
5: <laughs> are you happy with the position of this chair, Tony? Near the front. Okay. Right. I am ready to go. Oh, there's no table.
6: Where's the table? Oh, really? They are totally incapable of doing anything properly. No,
5: I told them we didn't need it. What? I felt it was an unnecessary barrier between the actors and the audience. But there isn't an audience! Oh, so, yes, there is. Us. I decided that it would be better if we sat in the stalls. That would give us the opportunity to hear their vocal projection in its true context. Oh, yes. In its context, of course.
6: Sorry, I'm, I'm rather tired. I've only had two hours sleep in the last three days, I'm afraid. Oh, do
5: excuse me cracking up. You've done a fine job, Jonathan, so far. But you haven't read it yet. I'm sure it would be fine. Just perfect, in fact. Now, if we could take our seats in the auditorium. I've set up a microphone so they can hear us, but I really don't want them to be able to see us.
6: Fine, fine. Whatever you say.
5: Lights up, please. Right backstage, can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you.
5: Who's first? Me. Who's me?
2: Richard.
5: Fine, Richard. You can come out now.
2: Aha! To be or not to be, that is the question.
3: there is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune.
5: Richard, thank you. Yes, very interesting. We hadn't quite seen Hamlet as Zoro. but... Oh, my God! What does he think he's doing? He's making a fuss of the whole thing. Yeah, but the whole thing ends up Fight. Yes, it does, but Hamlet doesn't really want to fight.
6: Doesn't he realise that Hamlet is a man of thought, of contemplation? He's playing it like the silly Pirate King!
3: The big dramatic moment is Hamlet kills all the baddies! He... I don't think. Uh,
6: it's Kevin Klein! He thinks he's Kevin Klein! For God's sake, Richard, have you no insight at all? Hamlet isn't a swashbuckling pirate, he's a sensitive peaceful soul who detests the violence of his age and tries to wrestle with his conscience to find another way of dealing with the injustice of what has happened. But
3: he has a big sword fight. He says so.
6: But he's no good at sword fighting and he loses. Oh, he hates violence. Oh, don't you
5: understand, you adelpated clodpole? What? What Jonathan means is that Hamlet is a thinker, not a doer. To him, violence is a very last resort. So, do you think that you could do that line again as if you were saying it to yourself? When you're ready. I just did. When I said to yourself what I meant Get was... off!
6: Get off, you raving lunatic! You couldn't play Hamlet in a million years. You're an insensitive, ignorant, unintelligent, the adult. Get out! Get out!
3: So I didn't get the part, then? Get off!
5: Get out of my Thank sight! Thank you, Richard. That was great.
3: Oh, I thought you said I didn't
5: get the part. Uh, no, but great attempt. Didn't you see? Didn't you hear? He's a buffoon! Playing the back end of Daisy was too difficult for him. Jonathan, keep your cool. You didn't explain about Hamlet to him. How do you expect him to understand? He does not have your extensive background in the arts. I suppose so. So, who is next? Hello? Hello, where are you? Here. Do you want to come onto the stage where we can see you?
1: Oh, all right.
5: Hello. Hi. And you are?
4: Ophelia.
6: Sharon? A what? It's Sharon, and she's auditioning
5: for Ophelia. Oh, I give up. Oh, God help us. Well, you certainly look the part. Do a twirl for us, Sharon. Yes, indeed. You certainly look the part. Do you have any lines for us? No,
1: I didn't have any time to learn any lines, so I thought I'd mime the part.
5: Mime it? Mime it? Shakespeare, the greatest wordsmith who ever lived. And she wants to mime it. Jonathan, patience. Go right ahead, Sharon. We're watching. Are you insane? You can't mime Ophelia. Shh, Jonathan. Let her do it. Wow, she's got personality. Well, it depends which bits of her you're looking at. No, oh, yes, I see it. The innocent virgin, appalled at her father's accusations of impropriety. Really? And now the lusty, wanton creature... Desperate with desire for this unattainable young prince. Oh, yes. Of course. And now the conflict. The conflict between her duty and her desire. Should she kill herself? Should she prostitute herself for love? Who can she turn to? No one. And in the final throes of the heroic struggle with her conscience, she drowns inevitably. Bravo, bravo, Sharon. Excellent portrayal. You are insane. She hasn't got... Two brain cells stuck to up together. But she does have other things. I don't believe this! Thank you, Sharon. That was most interesting. Is that it? Yes, thank you, Sharon. I'll see you a little later, I expect. I'd like to discuss your interpretation. I'm speechless. What are you thinking of? Sharon couldn't play Ophelia if you paid her. If you were of the opinion that these people couldn't play the parts, why did you write them in? Oh, really? Next, please. And who are you?
3: I'm Barney. We met the other day.
5: Can you hear me all right? Of course, of course, perfectly. Now, you're
3: auditioning for the part of... I thought I'd try for Hamlet. So, Barney, what do you want to give us? Well, I thought we could have a chat about the character of Hamlet and so on. Maybe some lines afterward.
5: Fine, Barney. What do you think,
3: Jonathan? Oh,
5: if you must.
3: So, Prince Hamlet, how do you feel about Ophelia? All women become like their mothers. That is their tragedy. Mm. No man does. That is his. Is that supposed to be clever? It is perfectly phrased, and quite as true as any observation in civilised life should be. So you believe that because Ophelia's mother is dead, she has no choice but to commit suicide?
5: Hmm, Interesting. And you, as a son, cannot follow the path to corruption and wickedness, as you perceive your mother has done. How do you feel about your mother?
3: To lose one parent may be regarded as misfortune. To lose both looks like carelessness. So the truth of the matter
5: is that you blame yourself not only for your father's death, but also the loss of your mother to your uncle Claudius? The truth is
3: seldom pure and never simple. So your relationship with Ophelia what were your intentions the only way to behave to a woman is to make love to her if she is pretty and to someone else if she is plain. so detached and cynically callous the truth isn't quite the sort of thing one tells a nice sweet refined girl what extraordinary ideas you have about the way to behave to a woman the arrogance of kingship excellent so how do you feel about your murderous uncle claudius I love hearing my relations abused. It is the only thing that makes me put up with them at all. Relations are simply a tedious pack of people who haven't the remotest idea of how to live, nor the smallest instinct of when to die.
5: Marvellous, marvellous. What did you think, Jonathan? Oh, he seems to have gone to sleep. But I'm sure that's no reflection on your improvisation, Barney. I thought it was great.
3: It was wild.
5: Yes, it was great.
3: No, it really was wild. It was Oscar Wilde. Yeah, right.
5: I think we found our Hamlet, Jonathan.
3: T- Jonathan. But it was Oscar Wilde. I don't pretend to understand it.
1: Nor me. me. You never do. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why, Barney got the part of Hamlet in spite of the fact that he spouted completely dead and nonsense throughout his whole audition.
3: And he never let me get to the lines I prepared. Which were? Is this a dagger I see before me? The handle toward my hand? Come, let me grasp <laughs> Oh, <this. laughs> that
4: was good. Good, maybe, but the wrong play. Oh, I didn't know. Of course you didn't. And of course why Christine didn't get the part of Ophelia. Oh the reasons were obvious I would have thought. You did say Jonathan had fallen asleep by that point. Oh yes he was snoring nicely. So it was definitely Alastair's decision. Oh no doubt at all. Interesting wouldn't you say? Very. But of course casting Richard as Horatio was perfect. A man of few words and much action.
2: I thought I was perfect for Hamlet. The guy is obviously a serial killer,
4: so I played it to the hilt. Yes, but Jonathan was awake at that point.
2: Yes, yeah, so I was first on.
4: Hmm, interesting indeed. And the fact he gave Gertrude to Doris. Oh, do you
1: think I'll be able to do it? Mm, just play it like we played that detective in those Agatha Christie plays
4: we did. What? The Belgian one? <laughs> if you like. I'm not sure I can do a Belgian accent. What do they sound like? Exactly like Hercule Poirot, Doris.
1: Oh, I think I'll go and practice. I still think Aggie should be doing it. You're not upset, are you, dear? I'm fine. Apparently I'm playing Rosencrantz, Gildenstern, Fortinbra, and the whole of the Norwegian army. So far.
4: Isn't that a bit difficult as they all appear together?
1: Not my problem, darling. It's obviously going to be some sort of surreal dream sequence. How does
2: Doris really feel about Gertrude?
1: Confused, Jack. I tried to explain Gertrude's motivation, but as soon as I mentioned lust, she came over all unnecessary. (laughs) I was going to say lust for power. I hadn't even got on to the sexual politics.
2: Oh, well, it'll be exciting for her. Has anyone read the final version yet?
4: Oh, yes. We stayed up for hours reading it last night.
2: I'm ashamed to say I haven't read it yet.
4: Don't worry, Jack. He hasn't made the ghost the main character. In fact, you don't appear at all. Not surprisingly for a ghost. (laughs) Oh,
2: good.
3: (laughs) Didn't you want to be on the telly, though, Jack?
2: Not particularly. It's the publicity I'm after. The local paper is sending someone round to talk to me tomorrow, and having Alistair involved is very useful local BBC radio station rang me to ask uh, about doing an interview this afternoon, uh, so it's all hotting up nicely.
1: Excellent news, Jack. Maybe it won't be the disaster we were expecting after all.
3: Jack! Jack! Have you seen the news? No. Should I have? It's the theatre. What about it? It's burned down. What?! Oh, down to the ground. According to this report, <laughs> things really are hotting up, aren't they?
0: That was the third episode of Big Idea, a comedy in six parts performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. If you want some more information about the Concept Players, who they are and what sort of things they do, visit their website at www.concept-players.com. We hope you enjoyed the play as much as we enjoyed making it for you, and if you want to tell us what you thought of it, you can contact me. At Nigel. Holloway at xmas carol.co.uk. I look forward to hearing from you.